It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next man. That right there is a lot of the Welcome back to the Basement of Fellow Music Lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Plus, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and we are happy to have you back down here. Hopefully you enjoyed our last podcast talking about the music of the civil rights movement as it relates to Martin Luther King uh, on Martin Luther King Day. If not, go back and check it out. That was uh, It was wild. It was humbling to be down here uh, with, with my friends talking about this of... We're apparently in possession of great intellect and greater empathy towards things. This is a, it was a, it was a great conversation, a bunch of great music that you may or may not be familiar with. So so seriously, check that out. Today we're going to lighten things up as we get into our album reviews for 2018. This is our first one. And, uh, you know, look, this is kind of mainstream. Sometimes we go mainstream. We are not about... Uh, indie music. We aren't about underground. Uh, we appreciate all this stuff and we love all this stuff. But but really, we just like music here, and that's why we're talking about First Aid Kit's new album, Ruins. It's their fourth album, and uh, the the sisters Soderberg, uh, Clara and Joanna, uh, have you know made a career of being exceptional at what they do. And what they do is essentially channel this this sort of. You can peg it in the 60s and 70s, but it really is a timeless part of American folk and country uh, that informs bands to this day. And and they, as they dig deeper and deeper into it, they sort of uh, now, I think, have inserted themselves into the canon. Uh, they are part of it. They are, they are masters of the form. And, and uh, to put it bluntly, they're fucking great. Uh, if you don't enjoy this, it might not be... Uh, pushing your pushing your limits, but uh, you know I would ask, do you like music, sir? Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about that today. My friend Michael Zwern, neighbor Michael uh, from up the street here in Brooklyn, is going to come down to the basement and hang out for a little bit, and then after that, uh, I checked the internet, and our president was still a racist, and uh, a friend of ours, we've had her on the podcast before, Lauren Cav, she has been called uh, Run Come See, and she made a hellacious new song. Uh, it is it is righteous. It is full of rage. It is, it is called Ain't Gonna Change My Mind. So we're going to be featuring that. And uh, I, I dig it, and I think you're going to dig it, too, because it's badass. And that's your podcast. It's going to be short and sweet, to the point. Get you in, get you out, get you on with the day. Hopefully uh, get you hip to some newer music or excited about some music at least. And uh, and that's it. So if you guys are ready, Michael's waiting for me down in the basement. I'm going to head on down. Uh, join us already in conversation talking about First Aid Kit's new album, Ruins. You uh, did you leave in the middle of <laughs> of uh, the year end one? 
I was I was really super busy. Yeah, I was listening in, and I didn't have my own mic, so I was sort of chiming in from the uh, from the cheap seats periodically. But yeah, I had to right, dash. Right. Yeah, so you're not sure how it turned out. It turned out well. I we, listened, we, we made it through 2017. I listened to the podcast <laughs> later on the headphones, but no, I wasn't sitting in the room the whole time. It was good. It was, uh, it was good. Good to have you here last year and good to have you back here. Yeah. Seems well, like everybody is afraid of talking about the stuff we're going to be talking about, but that's okay. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about First Aid Kit. Oh, I thought we were talking about, okay, I thought you were talking about Trump again. No, well, no, we, <laughs> well, we, you know, this is the one album. This is funny because we have, uh, we, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of relating to back to Trump. Uh, and I think these people aren't from one of those shithole countries, as he would say. I, I think they're from the antithesis of a shithole country. Yeah. They're from a, yeah. a civilized, modern, but not inclusive from where he's country. Why everybody isn't immigrating from? Yeah, well, there are plenty of people in America who came from Sweden when it was a shithole country, but mm. they all live in Minnesota and, and Wisconsin, Iowa now. <laughs> yep, yes, they do. Uh, this is why it's one of the best places on the planet. No. Nice places. It is a nice place. Um, no, but we're, we're going to be talking about First Aid Kit today. They are back uh, with a new album called Ruins. Uh, if you don't know this band, th- their sisters, Clara and uh, Johanna Soderberg, I think that's how you pronounce it, maybe. Worse for me. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, they, they came to fame in 2008. And uh, if you think back to then when Fleet Foxes, which is huge. So uh, they were obviously... Uh, big fans of them because a lot of what Fleet Foxes does and did uh, it was related to harmonies, and they did Tiger Mountain Peasant Song, and it was a YouTube video, and it blew up. Out of that, 2010 came an album called The Big Black and the Blue, uh, and then they actually started to tour more widely, mm-hmm. and where people got really, really uh, a, a dose of what these uh, two young women at the time could do. Uh, in 2012, The Lion's Roar, I think that established mm-hmm. them on the uh, would you consider this Americana? Yeah. So like I think most people who came to First Aid Kit, I heard the song Emmy Lou, which is yep. it's just really – it's a wonderful, wonderful song. And so basically these are two young women from Sweden who got exposed to American country music and kind of you know, fully imbibed in American country music traditions. And so they write this amazing song called Emmy Lou, which uses Emmy Lou Carter uh, – Emmy Lou Harris and Graham Parsons and – uh, June Carter Cash and Johnny Cash is like the exemplars of a American folk country romance, and the uh, Emmy Lou sort of just blew up in the sort of the Americana indie folk sort of circles that I was in, and so a lot of people got exposed to them, and that to me really opened uh, my ears to the kind of talent that they had. That they were really embodying American folk country traditions, but coming at it from you know the outskirts of Stockholm. Which is coming out from that, but and, unusual. And, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss this, but it, it it's a uh, it harkens back to a time when there was a certain purity to this, like to the craft of this. Yeah, that and, people have that people have uh, accelerated into the future for whatever reasons. Uh, and on this album, I think they they do a little bit of that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's been interesting to watch them grow. I want to before we get too deep into it, uh, give you an idea of what we're talking about on the new stuff. Uh, the title track, I think they just released this as a single. The other day uh, of the album ruins right here. Just a little snippet of this to give you a check in with the sisters and see where they're at now. Forever locked in a memory Holding that me 
There's a little synth bubbling mm-hmm. up under there, uh, but uh, that is for as far for the porch, I think for for first aid kit. I mean that that is pretty standard across their four albums. Uh, like I said, they had Big Black and Blue Blinds or Stay Gold. Mm-hmm. I think was the mm-hmm. the really big hit. That's when they they I, I don't want to call them superstars, but I don't know what they were. Mauricio referred to them uh, as as almost legacy at this point. Huh. Well, they haven't been around in that terms of that many years, but I think in terms of the well, audience, ten years if you think two thousand eight, two thousand eight, yeah. But I thought twenty twelve is when they kind of That's got what, yeah, a yeah. broader exposure, mm-hmm. at least in the United States. So, I mean, their legacy act in the sense of the audiences that they attract are people who know the history of the different musical traditions that they're pulling from. So even though they're born in the nineteen nineties, which is kind of frightful yeah <laughs> but they're attracting people who remember when emmy lou and graham parsons and the birds and johnny cash were out there producing new material and they you know they respect that tradition so they draw in the audiences that love those traditions right right and you know in, in doing so i mean this ends up being a uh uh predominantly like milk toast audience it can be but there's a, there's a lot to this yeah. form. there's a lot to this form that that uh doesn't make a lot of sense that mm-hmm. that is the case. I mean, if you compare this to, uh, say, the album David Rollins did last year, yes, and the work Dave Rollins, Julian Welch. I mean, mm-hmm. they're especially on this album. I think, I think you know where they were moving up through now uh, as a whole. Ruins is like they're in the pantheon now. <laughs> they're doing like the same type of work. They're uh, you know they can get Emmy Lou on an album if they want it. <laughs> they can get Julian Welch if they want it, and mm-hmm. but they're not. They're sort of just emulating this to. Uh, it's 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 honoring the material, but it's not it's it's it still feels fresh. At least it's, to me, it's not slavishly imitating you know stuff that came before. And what I thought was interesting is I was listening to Ruins, and I hadn't listened to uh, Lion's Roar for a while, and right, I right, right. went back and listened to it. And what you hear, in addition to the synthesizers, which are sort of quietly in the background of some of the material, you hear a little bit of use of dissonance, a little bit of feedback, sort of, uh, and. What I reminded was, uh, you know, I think that they had a, a a lot of Fleetwood Mac in their sort of ancestral history. Yeah, I think that they might have they might have well, had a little out. bit of modeling yeah. in that in that area. And I also read in the like a bio that said that they came to American country music via Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes sort of exposed them That's to wild. the uh, that is wild. Like because Emmy Lou Harris was on Bright Eyes record, yeah. and and so they kind of got through to country backward through. Um, Fleet Foxes and Bright Eyes and American sort of indie folk stuff. And they got to country music looking backward through those sort of ancestries. So they have a diversity of influences. And, and I think that there's certainly no, they're not merely imitating American country rock from the 70s. They, they know that and they master that kind of format, but they've got other influences too. So I, I liked this record a lot. There wasn't like a single standout song the the two that you and i were both interested mm-hmm. in were it's a shame which i think we'll play shortly and i like the sort of the syncopation in that that's a little more rhythmic than some of the other stuff 
But um, I was also thinking, I'd looked through first aid kit videos on YouTube and they do these spectacular covers. So, you know, there was yeah. the Fleet Fox's cover got a lot of attention, but their cover of Paul Simon in the Polar Music Award Festival a couple of years ago, where Paul Simon's in the audience and practically fo- right. in tears right. at the way that and they're they, covering and they will bring his you to songs. Tears. They had brought the way- me to tears. They played here at Six and I in, in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and it was, it was a uh, tear-inducing and they covered REM. Uh, they covered Walk on Afraid for a movie soundtrack, oh, wow. which was really good. It was yeah. sort of a, a foreboding kind of dark moment for them because they, they can be a little light, you know, musically. Uh, you know, they're attractive singers. They're beautiful harmony singers, and they have a very intricate, you know, and, and ear-pleasing kind of guitar and, and, and other accompaniment. But Walk on Afraid was kind of a foreboding moment for them to take and, on that song. And that's a weird, like, late period R.E.M. It's an unusual selection, yeah. yeah it's that, a good... So is, that on, is that on the Up or it's uh, New Adventures in New Hi-Fi? Adventures in Hi-Fi. New Adventures in Hi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that they really... They have a lot of diversity of their influences. And I think that when they got to this sort of perfection of American country folk harmony... It wasn't just sort of in isolation. They had a lot of stuff that was later chronologically that they also knew and loved and pulled from as well. Yeah. Uh, I want to play a little bit of It's a Shame. This is this is actually my favorite um, track in the album, and this does get into more, I think, to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> uh, to, you know, if you put Christine McVie yeah. singing this, like it, it would it would go perfectly. But uh, this is actually the second song on the album, and, uh, and it's a little different from the last one. But uh, And when we come back, I want to talk about that, how they are – uh, doing the 70s but not like not ironically and and it doesn't sound like some weird rehash so, <laughs> so uh here's it's a shame no point in wasting sorrow on things that won't be here tomorrow but you and I well we don't need to speak it's a secret that we keep out of you and out of sight just say when and we'll That has, you know, a little. We were talking about Fleetwood Mac. Well, that's a little um, Fleetwood Mac type feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the track I was thinking up here? Oh, uh, it, over my head, I think. Which is Christine McVie. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a. It sounds a very Christine McVie, not a Stevie Nicks. No, 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 no. Yeah. Although they, if you see them on stage and stuff, they're definitely emulating Stevie Nicks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who, uh, uh, a, a female artist in this position, who wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? She's the best. <laughs> of course you're going to uh, try to emulate Stevie Nicks at least a little if you're doing any oh, of this. Oh, I was thinking secondhand news. Secondhand news, too. Secondhand yeah. news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're all Fleetwood Mac all the time. Here. No, all Fleetwood Mac. No, I, I was just going back and uh, and so so when First Aid Kit, I went and looked at when they covered the Paul Simon song, America, mm-hmm. it was back in 2012. It was right after 
Lion's Roar had come out and gotten a lot of international acclaim. And so Paul Simon is in Stockholm to receive this Polar Music Award for, mm-hmm. for career songwriting. And I saw the video and he's in tears as they're doing America. And I was thinking that song has had this un- unanticipated uh, yeah. extended lifespan. I saw um, U2 cover part of that song when they were in concert at FedEx Field. But I was thinking, you know, it's a perfect song for first aid kit because it's a song about a love affair with America and American music. And they're, you know, and the romantic youngs, idea of what America and is. The, yeah, it's an idealized, not really a realistic, but an idealized idea of America. They walk off to look for America. And, you know, that's first aid kit's career right there. They're two young women from Stockholm, and they basically built this career about emulating the traditions of American folk and country music. Yeah. And they, they really excel at it. I mean, they've gotten – I think what's impressive about them is not just sort of a imitative kind of skill set, but they're really improving as songwriters as well. Yeah, and, and that's something, I, something to talk about. Like this album, you know, the songwriting has always been strong. Mm-hmm. But this album, not, not just in the songwriting, I think uh, it's a shame uh, when we just played that. Might be uh, my wild sweet love, I think. You know, mm-hmm. it's just even the uh, affectations mm-hmm. are – directly emulating like the coolest song you know when you hear to somebody shout out like you know give me a guitar or something <laughs> and and that is uh those things are intentional those things happen live it happens from like a performance mm-hmm. standpoint and they're they've grown into that to where uh, i mean they're almost peerless because i don't know anybody in america is doing this right now yeah i mean i think the you know, the tradition of the uh, people who are going to quote unquote save country music, it's usually coming from the outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're very much indebted to the, you know, the traditions of, you know, the mainstream, but the highest quality mainstream American country records. And then also sort of the country rock traditions that were the early birds crossover records and the Graham Parsons records yep. and, and such. And, and they, you know, consciously, uh, you know, model themselves in that kind of tradition. And so the song that I was sort of interested in that, um, which was a very traditionalist sounding song is postcard. Mm. And first off, cause it really highlights their harmonies and they really do. They're each individually very good singers, but they harmonize extraordinarily well as sisters who sing together their whole lives yeah. can do. So postcard to me was a fairly traditional sounding song, but it's really well crafted and, and it sort of hits that sweet spot of melancholy and and yearning and loss and you know regret in all the ways that a good you know country ballad can yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, so here's a little bit of postcard.
pick it for me, James. I mean, that, <laughs> and that's actually the song I was talking about. Uh, I think it, that moments like that occur other places in the album, and it's just a very. Uh, it feels very natural, right? Yeah, because, I, and it feels a little earned uh, it, in that song. Well, I think one of the things that I liked about this was the the sense, and we were talking about this off mic, that they've expanded their musical palette a little bit. They didn't used to have the piano uh, and the synths on the records; it was more guitar based. And I and I like the way that they sort of call out the pianist before he gets his little mm-hmm. solo there. It's it, it's nice because they have a reputation, I think, possibly fairly as being a very studious mannered kind of band. So, you know, it's sort of a nice they do loose, headbang. loose moment. They will headbang. They will headbang. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. I mean, then they, they do and they do covers when you see them live. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them are like, uh, you know, their versions of metal songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But but like you said, they, they, they are very studious. They are very precise. I mean, mm-hmm. there is there is no uh, very little room for uh, experimentation, I think. Which would be something after hearing this record, after hearing that song, would be nice to actually see because, like, when I hear that and the first time I heard it, I, I was thinking that it's like, oh, they're actually probably been listening to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> but it's somebody we're going to be talking a little bit about this year because, uh, you know, if you dig into his catalog, especially something he just released, uh, it's like when he, he made a bunch of demos in Nashville. And it's not the boat. This is pre-boat Jimmy Buffett. And he was chasing down the country and Western sound, which is exactly what they were doing. And and he excels at it because he is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Also one of the cheesiest. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, that and like uh, Jeff Tweedy clearly drawing from this. Oh, yeah. Uh, tradition, the same tradition, far, far away of uh, being there. Uh, and, you know, so to see, hear this, this is like a little perfect snapshot I think it would be wild, like when they're taking this out on the road, to see somebody, uh, a band, uh, not the Cardinals, but a band like the Cardinals behind them, uh, and be able to stretch some of this out mm-hmm. and and explore more in the music. Because w- what is always grounding me with this is those harmonies. But the, if there's anything to ding this group on, it's that there's no real room for anything else, right? Because that's that's the superior thing in their music. You right. wait for it. You want you want to hear that interaction, right? And, you want to hear it, and and so everything else is sort of secondary to that, and it's great. But it you know it'd be interesting to see him like play a little with that formula. Well, so yeah, they don't really jam. You no, don't, you, don't, no. you don't get them a sense from this record or for the other first aid kit records that they're really you know going to go on an extended kind of detour on some of these songs. They're they're tightly crafted songs. They're they're three and a half, four minutes and they, they do what they're supposed to do and then they're over. Yep. They're not really gonna extend that into something that goes in a different way musically. So I mean I think I think what they excel at is is the harmonies, the craft and what is exciting to see is them drawing in these different musical influences and, and the different instrumentation, which is uh, broadening them a little bit. There wasn't a single standout track like Amy Lou was off for, uh, Lion's Roar, but I thought It's a Shame was really good. I think mm-hmm. the opening track, Rebel Heart, Rebel I think Heart. it's sort of a interesting way to start the record because it, it it sort of positions them as, and, and, and forgive my ignorance, because it's hard to say which of the two sisters is writing each of these individual songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's sort of more statements of... Uh, 
statements of independence and autonomy, Rebel Heart is sort of like, is sort of putting that out as the first song on the record, but you don't know which of the two sisters has written it. And they harmonize so uh, impeccably that it's hard to say which of the two is singing on some of the tracks. Some of it, yeah. And I think that's intentional. I think, I mean, I think it's supposed to meld into, like, the, if they wanted to do individual <laughs> records, like, it would just be uh, Joanna. Johanna and... <laughs> or, or Clara. Uh, you know, and it's funny, that song Rebel Heart is like that... When you hear that, you think that it might be a more pop album. Yeah, and like it's like a is that a Madonna song title, right? It was Rebel Heart a Madonna song title? Oh God, it might have been. Yeah, well, so my but, first thought was, but what? you also hear the track, and it, sure. it's definitely it's more produced than yeah. you've ever heard them. Uh, it is more conventional. There's no there's no space. This is this is a in your face like song about that that you would see maybe in in a uh, in the the end credits of a movie, <laughs> and. Uh, you know they they do that trick. There's also there's track fireworks that mm-hmm. honestly could have ended up, and this is a testament to both uh, these ladies and Julian Baker could have ended up on uh, Turn Out the Lights. Oh, on Julian Baker's interesting. You know, and and Julian Baker is mining this tradition in a very different way and yeah. plugging it into a little '90s uh, type stuff. But huh. I had that in the current less powerful. Interesting. I mean, and and you, you think about their voices, like if, if we get a co- collaboration with them at all, like that that's just you know, it, That's I guess the point is, is like these are people out there doing uh, this exceptional work by being by excelling at their craft, mm-hmm. period. And in 2018, that is, uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, is that is that where like necessarily this all should be? Because we can be we can be clear about this. This isn't necessarily an exciting record. Well, I mean, it's, and it's not pushing any boundaries. No, it's not. It, it's rooted. It's in, comfort. It's rooted in its traditions, and it's extremely adept at at mining those traditions. But it's not pushing boundaries, and that's you know maybe their incremental growth in terms of how they're working, but they're not going to challenge the listener with anything really out there. Uh, and but what they do is extremely, extremely accomplished. It's very craftsman like. It's very uh, it's very skilled and and you know and just in terms of singing ability, I mean they are incredible harmony singers. So yeah, they could be singing bad songs and they would sound good, but they're re- they're really writing very good they're songs really now. Very good songs and, and some of the best songs around. I mean, it's early in the year, uh, but uh, as far as songwriting goes, yeah. I, I don't I can't think off the top of my head people. Well, I can think of, of one person and uh, Lucy Dacus. <laughs> Lucy Dacus. Uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, uh, no comment. Yet, <laughs> on that, um, well, we've but, all, we've all heard one song from the new Lucy Dacus. I think Kevin may have heard more songs. I but, may have heard more but songs. But she's got. I mean, my goodness. Between Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, uh, uh, Mackenzie uh, from Torres. I mean, yeah, there's a yeah, lot of yeah. really great young women songwriting from the South. And uh, and I mean, the idea of a first aid kit collaboration with Lucy Dacus or a Julian Baker or a Torres. We're just doing a festival wow. with these people. That I mean, would if be the future, really good. If the future is female, the this is it. Well, like, I, I think of on my my you know ten records on the Chunky Glasses mm-hmm. website. I think seven or eight of them were women because yeah. women were making the most interesting music yeah. of the last year for me, including uh, one one person that the first aid kid has actually worked with, Fever Ray, formerly half of the Knife. Uh, they're yeah. collaborators yeah. from Sweden. Very different sounds, very different musical influences, but I think it's a small enough musical community. They all support one another there. Can you think of anybody, uh, any any dudes who are doing this currently at this level? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think the the younger dudes who are doing music in the country and Americana traditions are kind of pulling from the 
more outlaw aggressive right sort of that's that's my background feeling. and and i think that's partly masculinity at work. it's mas- it's masculinity at work, but it's also it's 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 matching a narrative and maybe mm-hmm. putting a little more weight on that narrative than the actual work right because you hear a lot i mean look there are a lot of there are a lot of good dude songwriters i've heard of some few albums already this year coming up especially in country but yeah it, it doesn't um it's it's the old uh, you know if you love a form if you want just want to do this like what they're doing people always sort of mess it up by <laughs> by saying but i gotta have di- i gotta be different i gotta be you know do something to make him know it's me and i, I don't know that that's necessarily true and i, and I think that might be even a masculine trait because <laughs> they certainly don't they no. I mean they're, they're certainly you know back to the 70s thing like if you gave me this album in well, I would be five. But if you gave me this album in 1977, and I was just hanging out, I'd be like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, if and so, I would know all the references. If someone heard that record in 1977 or whatever, they would think, "Oh, yeah, this has got clear influences from Laurel Canyon and from Yep Parsons and from Carol King and from Fleetwood Mac and all these people who kind of excelled." And and nowadays we got Haim and Haim. I don't know what your thoughts are on Haim. I think they're kind of good I have and thoughts. kind of interesting. I think they're kind of good and kind of bad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think Fleetwood Mac has, you know, f- the Fleetwood Mac influences. Haim kind of went with the poppiest, uh, the kind of the kind of poppiest influences that Fleetwood Mac had. And First Aid Kit have sort of gone with the folk harmony influences that Fleetwood Mac brought. Yeah. And... I think First Aid Kit's music is more consistently good. I mean, Haim has, has some good tracks, but... They've got some good hits. They've got yeah. some decent stuff. Uh, but don't... Sisters Harmonizing, there's always going to be that uh, comparison made. We, uh, we, we don't really rate albums anymore. This is our first album podcast of the year, by the way. Uh, but but uh, I do like sort of give a suggestion about this. And I, I mean, I think this is... Again, I, I don't think it's out... It's going to change the world or anything, but... I, you know, I'm planning on getting it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is, it's just, anytime you can see people operating at the, the peak of their craft, uh, it's worth uh, supporting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I've am i never seen them in concert. I've missed them when Yo. they came through Washington. I'm, I'm told they're spectacular they in concert. Are. The videos that I've seen, it's just, it's that combination of both really heartful, meaningful songs and singing, and that tremendous craft and you know natural talent that they have as singers and guitarists you can't fake it and and the videos that i've seen of them you know the paul simon cover the other stuff i've seen them do on on concert videos that i've seen online they got both the craft and they got this tremendous heart behind it which is great and you're you're right they're not going to be changing music forever or you know pushing anyone's boundaries but i mean i would love to to see that in concert and all the records are worth getting, and this is certainly really worth getting. Yeah, it's a great addition to their catalog. Uh, we're going to take a quick break now, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to play you a song, the listener, and you, Mike, <laughs> because you hadn't heard it. It's funny that you mentioned Trump, because this is all God. about Trump. But uh, this, uh, this first aid kit's ruins. It will be in stores. If you listen to this on Thursday, it will be in stores on Friday. So uh, it's almost there, and uh, we'll be back in a minute.
All right, first aid kit uh, ruins is out now everywhere. Before we get out of this week, uh, what we like to do at the end of these things is play a little track. Uh, we play smaller bands, maybe bands you haven't heard of. Uh, it, it, try to play a lot as much local bands as we can because we do have a, a vibrant scene here. And uh, I think one of the superstars coming up here is a uh, young woman by the name of Lauren Cav. Uh, she did a solo EP, I think it's maybe one or two years ago. She's actually been down here in the basement. Mm-hmm. Talked to her. Uh, she has, to my mind, she has one of the best voices I've heard easily in the past five years. Uh, she is this amazing uh, blues singer, guitar mm-hmm. player. She's a powerhouse, tiny, tiny person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but she she is she is ferocious, and it comes out in her playing. It comes out in her singing, and. Uh, Recently, in fact, just this Friday, uh, she basically has, like a lot of us, gotten fed up with Trump (laughs) and released a protest song. And it is up on Bandcamp right now. Uh, It's called Ain't Gonna Change. It's written by her, uh, credited to her band Run Come See. uh, It was a trio, now it's a quartet she's playing with. We'll have links to that in the show notes. But this is, uh, we'll talk about it because you haven't heard it, Michael, but we'll talk about it when we come back after hearing it. But this is when you talk about people trying to, uh, I, I guess, make it. <laughs> like this is a strong argument for like this is where a lot of what what should be happening here in this town or what you can do. Yeah, well, I mean, I we're, so this is all new to me. I've never heard this woman. I never heard her band. I'm skimming the website as we're talking. It looks yeah. like they're playing tonight at Pearl yeah, Street. Yeah, they're playing at Pearl Street Warehouse. I'm curious to know how they're going to take because there's so many bad protest songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is this is a good one. This this will get you fired up. So this ain't going to change my mind.
All right, I can change my mind. Lauren Cav and her band Run Come See. I want to go burn something down now, <laughs> sir. Can we go do that? Ah, within certain parameters, I'm within sure you could. Within certain parameters, yeah. it's okay. Uh, you know, we've been wondering where protest songs are going to happen, how this is going to uh, this administration is going to affect music, and it's it's refreshing to see somebody come out with something like this. It's not only uh, first of all, it rocks. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think everybody can appreciate a good blues stomper, uh, but it's to the point. Like if you if you read the lyrics of it, it's basically just calling them out on yeah. everything. Like basically, fuck you, dude. Judges, not, de- deregulation, right, right. The whole None thing. of this is okay, and and we're not we're not forgetting. It's the no normalization. You're not going to make this normal. Ain't gonna change her mind. Exactly, exactly. So hearing hearing her for the first time, how does that make you feel? Oh, I mean, I'm interested. I mean, electric blues, and that's the sort of genre that she's obviously got some deep roots in. Electric blues isn't what I usually listen to, but I'm impressed by both the singing and the fact that she's playing the lead guitar, yeah. and that's a powerhouse guitar. Yeah, that she's playing, and I'm also amused by your discussion that she's tiny because you don't hear tiny in her voice. No. No, there's nothing. You hear, you hear like old school, like Bonnie Raitt. You yeah, hear, or yeah, you know, some you know, powerhouse blues belter kind of style. Right, right, right. She's uh, she's amazingly talented. Her new band is amazingly talented. They put out an album uh, last year, I think around March. Uh, it's great. It's just called Run Come See. It's on Bandcamp. Uh, like I said, we'll have all of that in the show notes. But I uh, wanted to get that out there. And you know, speaking of you know great voices too, this is uh, you know First Aid Kid is coming to town. I'm sure that they're touring. Get her on stage to, like, open this show up because, Mm. uh, you know, it's a slightly different tradition that she's mining. But uh, the dedication and precision that she's doing it with, I think, is is really not that far off from from, uh, what the sisters are doing. So Mm -hmm. Uh, that is it for uh, this episode of Chunky Less, the podcast. If you like what you heard, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, Google Play, right on the site at www.chunkyglasses.com. You can leave us feedback there. You can send us an email. You can actually now, uh, if you want, we set up a special email, podcast at chunkyglasses.com. You can email us that. Uh, uh, email at us at uh, email at that address. And, uh, and if you have any questions, feedback, comments, and we'll try to answer them. Um, you know, if you have more information that we thought we might want to know, or you're <laughs> like, I want to come down and talk about this. I want to talk about this more. We'll, you know, we'll do that. That's how everybody ends up down here anyways. That's how you That's end up. That's how I got here. Yep. Yeah. Everybody just emails and like, Hey, can I do this? Um, we're going to be back on Monday, uh, talking about Tune Yards. She has a new album out and is, uh, I like it quite a bit. I think you like it quite a bit. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, so until then, uh, be good to your ears, be better to your people. We'll talk to you in a few. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>